0: Hello, welcome, Real Heart Talk listeners. You are enough, and we have a special guest tonight, Amber Parr She is a wife, mother, and devoted Christian with a professional background in editing, professional writing, and curriculum development analysis. She guides parents in teaching their curious little learners to integrate morals and life lessons into daily living. Amber's commitment to family, faith, and literature fuels her passion for transforming life lessons into impactful and educational stories. She is a writing coach and soon-to-be-published children's author who dares parents and children to define and live by the question, what is the moral of your story? Welcome, Amber. We're so excited to have you here on Real Heart Talk.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor.
0: Yes, I'm so glad that you reached out. And I know that you have an empowering story of overcoming and how that you got your power back. So let's just dive right into that. Tell us what happened.
1: Yeah, so I grew up as like a sickly kid, (laughs) sickly kid, (laughs) where my parents would um, joke, And my siblings would joke like, oh, she's sick again. Um, and of course, as a kid, sometimes you exaggerate it a little bit. But as I got older, um, it got worse um, and we didn't really understand what was happening. But I was also on a mission trip at the time where it got to the point where it was excruciating. Um, and so I was serving a year and a half long um, mission, a proselyting mission. And I just felt completely alone (laughs) that whole time. I was just in a ton of pain and could not figure out what I was doing wrong. Like I was, I was preaching the word of God. I was trying to draw others closer to God. And in the meantime, I feel like almost God has abandoned me. Um, But at the point where I felt like I was just going to shatter at the point where I felt like I could not take another step after a year of tests of visiting over eight doctors and constantly being told, we don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I just sat there and I all of a sudden had this very overwhelming peace and calm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the memory of you are special and you are mine came to mind, um, which is the Max Licato books that my parents read to me when I was young. And I just felt I am a child of a loving heavenly father. I am someone who he has looked out for and he's using to help others. And at that exact moment, a doctor called to let me know that I had a thyroid condition and also had food allergies and celiac that -hmm. were causing all of my pains. Um, And I felt like that was the moment I also kind of reclaimed my life and kind of Mm -hmm. could rely on to know that God really does love us. And he really is a loving heavenly father who wants to move us forward and wants us to progress on the path. But in order to do so, we have to understand who we are. And we have to understand that we are his and we are special. And he is looking out for us continuously.
0: Yes, it's wonderful to know that he has that unconditional love for us. There is nothing that we can do to separate us from that love. And I want to back up a little bit because you were talking about how your siblings were teasing you or taunting you or I mean that had to hurt your feelings So I can only imagine that's why you went into the whole morals and values for kids so that they learn <laughs> their words are harmful. even at that young age, even though they may have been kidding, it still was very harmful well, yes, of course, and i'm I was a kid, but we grew up
1: in a, a pretty sarcastic family too, so that helps. <laughs> but I had five siblings. <laughs> So (laughs) each of us had our thing. So I definitely gave it right back. But I also felt like as a child, even though I was teased, um, my parents were really, really good at instilling strong, independent thinkers and strong moral values in each of us. And through children's stories, like you are special reading them. And then my dad also created stories and would tell us these stories, um, these Susie and Zach stories. And so mm-hmm. at the end of every story, it was, what's the moral of the story? Or he'd end it with the moral of story is, and each of us had to say, like, what did we learn? And it's crazy to think that. And like little things like that, like me being teased, I of course, felt one way and I like that was my perspective. And another sibling felt another way and that was their perspective. But we each had very distinct life lessons that we learned from those similar circumstances. And that's why I wanted to go into writing things for children um, and empowering parents to reclaim their lives so that way they could teach their kids how to set a strong moral path for themselves.
0: Hmm. that's so important today and thinking about what you just said all of your all of you and your siblings all had your own perspective so to have so many around you (laughs) it was like you had your own team right you could all brainstorm or say I agree to disagree or you know just go into a whole uh, brainstorming session and talking about things and how to work it out so that has got to be very special and I love that your parents that foresight and their unity and solidity in their marriage and their love and god to help their own children you're the legacy right you're the legacy of your parents so they wanted to build that into you so that it continues as the bible says generation to generation you know we're supposed to lay up treasure for our children's children which is our grandchildren (laughs) so uh, i love that they instilled that into you now growing up with five siblings I mean was everybody sick or just you had a sickness or so we all had our was... own
1: our own things which is so mm. funny because yeah. at now at this point we know um so I have three sisters um and each of my sisters now has celiac um oh. or has a gluten intolerance um mm. so far I'm the only one with the thyroid condition but we each had our thing where it was like a sickness but in some way but because we were all so young and because we all had like similar problems it was kind of like oh just push through it like we don't realize it not that my of course you know my parents are wonderful (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and they were (laughs) super supportive but it was more just like a oh you're fine like you're a kiddo because there are so many of us and because it's hard to keep track of like it's not a consistent thing it just builds upon and builds Mm -hmm. upon
0: yeah that is so interesting so when did you start uh you said you went on a mission trip so yeah. were you like in your teens or early yeah, 20s or? I, 19 to
1: 21 it was a year and a half so september of 2016 to oh my goodness march eight march or april of it was march march of 2018 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has been a while since I've thought about that
0: (laughs) Mm. and where were you on your mission trip what continent
1: um it was here in the United States it was a proselyting mission but it was um it was the Arcadia California mission is what they called it but it was Mm. like El Monte and um like East LA area
0: Mm. now were y'all near where they did the Jesus revolution where they filmed it and
1: I it was not no oh okay just curious. Yeah.
0: That'd be somewhere to visit. I would love to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. There are so many amazing Christian historical sites and things Mm -hmm. like that all along California and throughout the United States and the world. So Mm -hmm. I definitely have that huge passion to go and visit as many as I can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So was it after the 2018, um, you were going through your healing regimen or
1: the doctor called?
0: The what whole, happened? it was
1: the whole time during, it okay. was while I was on a mission. Um, They said a lot of the times, like the thyroid condition, it's Hashimoto's. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Crazy word.
0: <laughs> I have heard of it, but I'm not sure what, what it means. <laughs>
1: um, so basically just, it makes my hormones go all crazy. Like where it's uh, hard to regulate emotions and all that fun. It's basically uh, all your hormones. Um, uh, And so it was, um yeah, it was, I had, I'd had the problem growing up and then I was like, oh, I'm good. Like I went on this mission trip and then all of a sudden it just got worse and worse. And they said stress Mm -hmm. sometimes it makes that come out and Mm -hmm. almost like you're hitting a wall. Um, and I felt like I was able to hit that wall, (laughs) but I know (laughs) that if I wouldn't have served a mission, I probably wouldn't have figured out this diagnosis. Um, because I'm not the type of person who loves listening to doctors or <laughs> <We're> going to <laughs> doctors and doing these tests but because I was in a church mission. Um, they were very amazing at making sure that I had all the medical care I needed and making sure I had the opportunities to go to doctors and have all these tests. So the first year mm-hmm. of my mission, um, while I was in this area and it was also a Spanish speaking mission. So it was full-time trying to learn Spanish and speak Spanish. I'm also struggling with health things Um, and I'm trying to get through and teach people that they're children of a loving heavenly father. And then there came a point where it was just like, I can't move. I can't move forward anymore. Like I am in so much pain. Mm -hmm. And then knowing now that I have these food allergies um, and I'm eating these foods, I'm like, well, I was just a whirlwind of craziness.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So you're, I'm home from the mission of course it's in California and did you start thinking about your children's book when you came home or was that something that you started at an earlier age
1: yeah so like I said my dad had told um these stories to and Sachs. and these children's books are based off of his stories based off of mm-hmm. it ends with the moral of the story is so um just to inspire that moral thinking. So I'd always known that I wanted to write them for him. And he'd always been like, I want you to write them. Cause I'm kind of the the writer of the family, <laughs> the English major person.
0: Oh, nice. um,
1: and so I'd always known I wanted to, but it wasn't until I was pregnant. I got married and then I got pregnant. Um, that I all of a sudden was like, I need something for my kids. Like I was a super anxious pregnant woman and I'm a super (laughs) anxious mom. (laughs) I can admit that. (laughs) Like to the point of, I felt like I was lost again. Like I almost felt the exact same way as when I was on my mission. like I could not move forward at certain points and I was just so paralyzed with fear of like, I'm not going to be able to teach her. And I don't even know these things for myself. And I don't want to then put my anxiety on my child. (laughs) So (laughs) I wanted to figure out a way to cope with my anxiety, which is the providing empowering um, parents, providing resources and empowering parents, but then give something to the parents to then teach their child how to instill morals. So it was almost a healing process for me (laughs) while also reflecting on my childhood, because I can say I was a sickly child, but I had an amazing childhood. I had two parents who were educators. I had parents who raised each of us to be so independent. And I needed to rely on that in order to know how to navigate being a mom and figuring that out identity out while still making sure I was myself and not losing myself in motherhood
0: alone. Wow. We have a lot of listeners that are probably single mothers as well as maybe going through the same thing, anxiety, you know, while they are pregnant. So what, what did you do? What tools and tips or strategies did you engage in order to get through your nine months if it was whole nine months hopefully it went 10 months but
1: (laughs) (laughs) she was born three weeks early and I was I could tell you I could not have been happier (laughs) to um yeah that is a really great question um and I'm still figuring it out so I, I can't be like I have figured it out. I'm at the top of the mountain, but I can say something that has helped me is figuring out my identity. And that's why I love asking people, what's the moral of your story? And if there's one thing that like, I really want people to think about, it's asking themselves, what is the moral of your story? What is the moral of my story? Who am I? Because I can very easily say, I'm a mom, I'm a Christian, but so are a lot of other people. Like, so are millions and millions of other people. Who am I deep down at my core? And I am a daughter of a loving heavenly father. I am someone who is a mother who knows my identity and can teach my child that she is also a daughter of a loving heavenly father and has two earthly parents who love her so much and Mm -hmm. a family and a community. So as you discover who you are, it's easier to rely on that foundation to move forward. And it's easier to then inspire your kids to know who they are. Because if you have that strong foundation, you're able to move forward with faith in that foundation, instead of feeling like you're walking into the world of uncertainty with like, I don't know who I am. (laughs) How the heck am I supposed to tell my kid who she is?
0: (laughs) Mm, Yes, because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We were knitted together in our mother's womb. So each person has a purpose and assignment. So the people that are out there struggling with comparison syndrome, you don't sound like you have any problems with that. (laughs) Or the imposter syndrome, how what how can you, what would you say to them to help them be secure in their identity instead of trying to compare themselves and be somebody that, you know, they're really not?
1: I definitely have that problem daily on a daily. (laughs) As an anxious mom, I am there. I know, right? (laughs) Who would have (laughs) thought? But I can genuinely say, you don't have to pretend like everything is all together. And that's something I'm learning because I feel like when I am like, oh, I have to be at this level. I will never reach that level when I have to be perfect, even as God is perfect I will never reach perfection here on earth. It is not possible, but being, I, identifying who I am and figuring out who I am. And then being like, I'm on a journey, realizing you're on this journey to live and learn and soak in all the knowledge and use the scriptures as your guide and use revelation, yes. as your guide, then you're able to move forward with faith.
0: Mm, I love that. So I listen to Jesse DePlanis. I just love him. And he talks about uh, just read the first two chapters of the Bible and the last two chapters. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go do that. And just to see, he's like, all this stuff in the middle, is just a bunch of wars. And, you know, people doing this and that. And uh, he's just funny. But reading for, you know, that last chapter, it talks about being rewarded for the work that you have done here on this earth to help other souls. And I think that is something that we can all strive for as we engage in the word, read the word, the word is alive. And and when we speak it out, miracles break out, just like the song says. And we can speak life into our own identity, into our own situation, into our own self, and also into the lives of others. When you share your story, when you share the moral of your story, you know, you can engage have a hope and a future so what are some of your favorite scriptures that you quote you quote them on a daily basis I know um I heard when Dodi Osteen was really sick she had several scriptures that she quoted every day and she was healed of cancer and I just want you to share what are your favorite scriptures that you love to quote every day
1: Oh my goodness, you asked a wonderful question. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I I am terrible at memorizing scriptures, I'm going to be honest. Like I have scripture quotes in my office, but I like knowing scripture stories and I like looking at themes. Um, and I const- I love the beginning, Adam and Eve. Um, and then yes. the gospels, the the four main gospels, um Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And I feel like a reoccurring theme is getting back on the path to Christ, following Christ's journey. Mm -hmm. So that way you can return to your heavenly father. And I feel like that is more what I'm drawn to the, the idea that I have a divine nature. Like I have, everybody has a divine nature. We're all children of a of a heavenly father. And I know I keep saying that, but it's just because I don't think people really understand that they literally are spirit children of, of a God, and he wants us to succeed. And we're doing that through families and through encouraging and through realizing we're on a journey. Right now, the moral of my story is helping others, helping moms, helping them reach out and guide their children. But the moral of my story five years ago, 10 years ago, was figuring out my path. <laughs> it's gonna constantly change. I'm not going to be able to say this is exactly who I am always because I'm a dynamic person. So I go through the scriptures and I just love listening to the parables, the teachings that Christ Mm -hmm. told because he was this master storyteller who encompassed Mm -hmm. all these morals, these life lessons, these golden nuggets that we're able to learn from even today. And that's what I want to help parents see that you can take things and take lessons from any scripture story Mm -hmm. or any story and help your kids see those golden nuggets that are spread throughout Mm -hmm. everything.
0: And that's what is so beautiful about it. It's because the children, especially if you start young, they're just like a sponge. Mm -hmm. They are going to just soak up that goodness, that positivity, that faith, that hope, the scripture, they're going to soak that up when you are sharing that and imparting that into them. And then when they get older, They'll have that to come back on. Of course, all kids go through hormonal stages. You know, they're just, it's normal. It's just life. <laughs> no matter how much scripture they know, how much they've been in church, they're just going to go through it. But they will still have you know, the, that scripture and that um, knowledge to lean back on when they're going through things. So for you to be reaching out to the parents and the children together as a joint effort, to make the world a better place how awesome is that how good is that
1: yeah it's oh, I just we love just thank the
0: you for that <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I am grateful for you for the stories that you're taking of transformation overcoming I'm grateful for all the people who have sh- who are sharing their stories and even for you giving me the opportunity to share mine yes. um, because sometimes I feel like we feel like that The woman with the issue of blood reaching out for Christ, trying to touch his Him, And other times I feel like we're um, Peter who doubts a little bit, but in the end, we're going to turn around and be like, yeah, we're diligent. We're strong. We're faithful.
0: (laughs) Yes. We just have to stand in that faith and keep the faith. If you keep your faith, everything is yours. And you, it's a promise. We can keep our faith, stand on those promises and just stay steadfast. God doesn't need our help. I know. I try to help him too. You know, we all do. (laughs) He doesn't need our help. He's got it all figured out and he's fighting the battle for us. Mm -hmm. And I love that scripture where it talks about how they opened their eyes and saw all the chariots around them for they that are with us are more than they with them. And I feel like that a lot of times when we're walking around, we've got that heavenly host with us. And He's fighting our battle for us. We, we can just sit in that faith. If we could just learn (laughs) to sit in that faith and just be confident. I am a joint heir with Christ and he's not going to let me down. He's not, he never has, never will. So we just have to have that confidence. I know I've tried to help him. I've taken up detours. So I'm ready to be on the path and not take any more detours. I don't need any more scenic routes.
1: (laughs) I love it. Yes, I I 100% agree. (laughs) And I know like I can stand firm and be like, I am on the path 100%. But sometimes I waver from that steadfastness and maybe I'm on the edge of the path and trying to find the light because I feel a little bit lost, but we're constantly on this journey, trying to move forward and trying to go towards his light, trying to go towards the savior.
0: Yes. And I feel like when we're at that place, Amber, that if we just take that one next step, that breakthrough is coming because he's going to bring it. It's when you're in that place where you feel like giving up, the breakthrough is truly right around the corner. And if people can just hold on to that, everyone listening, if you can just hold on to that and keep moving forward, keep making progress, you're not going to reach perfection. No one here is going to ever be perfect. But as long as you're making progress toward the good goals, toward what God has for you, and two I think about all the treasures he has for us. and we don't even know what they are. I want to open, I want my treasure chest to be empty when I get to heaven. I don't (laughs) want to say, wow, I could have had that. Oh my goodness, I could have
1: had that. (laughs) I know, I feel that. And I feel like we also, for those of you out there who feel like they can't move forward, like they are really stuck, rely back on that foundation. Go back to the beginning and make sure there are no cracks and crumbles. And if there are, Focus on those areas and you'll be so surprised that focusing on those areas and that foundation will actually excel you forward farther than you ever could have imagined and will encompass you in that love of Christ.
0: Because when you move, God moves. But if you're not moving, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen until you make a decision. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go forward. I know there's more for me and I want it.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. I love that so much.
0: And And that's the moral of my
1: story. (laughs) I love it so much. Thank you. I love it.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I I know that you've got some resources for our listeners. Um, Do you want to share what that is?
1: Yes. So right now um, I have this children's book in the making. And as I was making this children's book, the idea of morals and how like you actually inspire independent thinking kept coming to me so i decided to create a resource of 10 small simple things you can do as parents or as a mom with your child to inspire moral and independent thinking in your child. 10 simple things such as asking what's the moral of your story or what's the moral of the story at the end of a book or leading by example. So I would love if you could either reach out to me via social media or email. My email is amber at burdett.us, um And that's B-U-R-D-E-T-T dot U-S. And I will happily just send it your way. And I promise that, If you want any more information or you have suggestions, I will take all of your feedback into consideration because I am still on this journey with you.
0: Yes, we are definitely all on a journey to make a big impact, a positive Christian impact in the world because they just need more faith than hope. People do. Things are not as bad as they seem, but what you focus on, that's where your energy goes. And when you're focused on the news and media and all the bad things, And not on the word, that your faith increases. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. And that God is able to do exceedingly above all that we even ask or think. We don't even have to say it. Just think it. And those things will be yours. If you believe it, when you pray, whatever you desire, it'll be yours. You will have it. Those are the promises that people can stand on. And they do not have to sit, please listeners do not sit and watch the news and think of those bad things because we win we win in the end i know i heard a preacher the other day talking about that well what if the Lord comes back well hey that's the end game right we want to go to heaven (laughs) so we win in the end and one thing too i was thinking when you were talking about the uh, story and your resources is that what that really does is engages the imagination right Not Mm -hmm. just for the children, but for the adults. Mm -hmm. And that's something. Yeah.
1: It gives them the power to reclaim their lives and their journeys by seeing that anything is possible. And that's a very cliche thing to say, but it's so true because heavenly father is all knowing and all powerful. He can give you the tools to be anything that you want to be as long as your goals align with his goals.
0: Yes. I love that. Oh, this has been refreshing. I love it that you're helping our future generations because they're going to be taking care of me.
1: <laughs> and You're taking care of us. You're, you're creating your legacy too.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I love it. Do you have a website you want to share?
1: I do. It's, um, it's www.arpar that's com. Um, and right now it's a combination of, I'm a professional editor and writer, um, so it's a combination of both while the other one's under construction. But there are the resources, there's that one resource on there and soon to be more. So I would love if you could all check it out and if you want to subscribe and I can continue to send you these wonderful resources and have build a community together where we can learn from one another, from each other's stories and everything.
0: Yes. Well, thank you, Amber, for sharing your story and how you came through and started taking your power back and then pouring back into the parents and children, how your parents poured into you. You're just keeping that legacy going. And I love that. And I love that you are. Are you healed now? Are you still on medicine? Are you?
1: I still on medicine (laughs) so it'll be a lifelong journey it'll be a lifelong (laughs) figuring it all out but that's okay because in the next life yeah
0: Yeah, that is it'll Mm -hmm. all be gone yes (laughs) yes I mean it will be no that's good and I, I love the power of positive thinking armaments appeal talks about that in his book that when you mix your medicine with your faith you know that can bring healing but it has brought you to the place you feel like you're healed I'm sure because you're not hurting anymore you're not in pain and I'm so thankful for that because you have a mission and a purpose and you're just a beautiful smile I love that you share with others so thank you for being on the show today
1: thank you I really appreciate it
0: yes and listeners stay tuned for our next episode Thank you for joining us today on the 360 Network for Women and Real Heart Talk podcast. We're so happy you could join and hope you stay tuned for the next episode.